This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruich and today's episode is called The Secret to Create 30 Days of Content in Just 90 Minutes a Month. My guest today is As Wintnish, as is the co-founder of Content Only, which specializes in a system to research content ideas, record original content, and repurpose that content across multiple channels, all in just minutes per month. As has been marketing online since 2008, built two marketing agencies, and has a combined 15,000 plus personal followers on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. As has been on Grant Cardone TV and hosts the Build Your Personal Brand and Content Marketing Podcast. As welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Tom, I'd love you to be my introer moving forward. That was very well put, better than I could have put it. Ah, well, uh, we'll talk about that. I come at a high price, but we can arrange it. <laughs> if, I'll follow. Business. I'll follow you around the globe, and and uh, you know, I'll be your. Uh, I don't even know if you'll know this reference. The Ed McMahon of of uh, as Ed McMahon was uh, Johnny Carson's sidekick, and yeah, um, so. There you go. Anyway, got a <laughs> we've already we've already taken this thing off the rails. Let's get back to it. Uh, as welcome and tell me about a month of content in ninety minutes of of effort. I I know that piques people's interest because this whole content creation thing, doing social media and all that stuff, is for some people a really daunting task, and they're paralyzed by the idea of doing it. So, how do you solve that problem? Well, I think for everyone, you approach content, there's so many moving parts. Where do mm -hmm. you post it? How often do you post? What frequency, what format? And then where do you get the ideas from? And how do you know that's relevant to your audience? And this is a recurring problem for just about anyone that's ever looked at content creation. And we found that when it comes to video as well, there's a whole new layer. You're showing up, if it's scripted or rehearsed, people need to do multiple takes they come across unnatural. So how do we solve all these problems with a simple process? So by chance, I was having a conversation with one of my clients who's a bricklayer in my agency. And he said, I want to start building my personal brand in the construction space. So people start associating me, his name's Mark, and help boost you know, my pool inside the sector, open more doors. And I thought Mark's really good at having conversations, but I think if I put him in front of a camera and said, talk about these topics, it would be a very different experience. I said, mm -hmm. do an experiment. I'm just going to hit record, just like you and me are doing right now, Tom. And I just started asking him questions. How'd your company get started? 
What are some challenges that you've had to face? What are some tips for builders? How do you minimize defects? And he just beautifully answered all these questions in his most natural, authentic state. And we got 20 minutes in and I said, I got no more questions for you. Hit stop. And I sent it to an editor in, the, in our team. So just cut any of the clips that you think we could use as short form video content. And I got this folder back about 24 hours later, there are roughly 12 clips in there. And they were really good. Mark was polished by the time we'd edited it and cut it together. Then I gave it to someone else on my team and said, can you put the branding of the company on the video with the captions and so forth? Then we sent it over to Mark and we said, what do you think? And he was blown away that we had those 12 videos from that impromptu conversation on Zoom. And that's where I thought, wow, if it was that easy with a bricklayer down here in Melbourne, Australia, imagine people that are authors, consultants, coaches, storytellers, experts in their lane, getting them onto a platform where you just massage, massage the conversation yeah. and just talk as their authentic selves. And then we just repurpose that into content. Once the conversation's over, their work's done and all the rest yep. can get done behind the scenes. So that's how it came about. Yeah. That word repurpose is a really critical, important marketing concept that a lot of, of people, uh, they, they don't realize the power of this idea. The idea is you're creating content, sitting in front of a camera, having a conversation, being interviewed once, and then that content can be carved into pieces and used across multiple platforms, sometimes in different ways. So video turned to text that can be a text post or, or whatever the case may be. And it really, when you have a good system to create content and repurpose, it really solves that dilemma of how am I going to create enough content? Well, it, when repurposing, you can multiply the placement and the use of your content many times over. Yeah, it's a great point, Tom. And it's also, if you look at what the algorithms and platforms cater to in this day and age, thanks to TikTok, it's those reels and, and short form that everyone likes to consume. So they've got to deliver content in the style that keeps people on their platform. And by repurposing into short form, you're able to cover that content that has a very short lifespan in terms of performance mm -hmm. on the social media, but can help you have that high frequency where you stay front and center with your audience. You're constantly delivering value, but you're also catering to the style of content that the algorithms preference. And that's always moving, but you've got to play the game that's in front of you at any point in time. Yeah, yeah. Now, what you've described for your client, the bricklayer in, in your original story, is just sitting down, having a casual conversation. And then what work did that bricklayer have to do from that point forward? None. He just had to... <laughs> get the videos and then they get uploaded to the primary social media platform that his audience is on. I probably should step back one step because I haven't covered where you get the content ideas from, which is a pretty important part of the process because you can get on and have a conversation and get some great content, but it might not necessarily cover the boxes of creating content your audience is actively searching for. Mm -hmm. So you go to a platform like Google and you take any keyword and you, let's say it was weight loss, which is a common example that I use, and you put that in, if you scroll down a little bit, it's going to have people also ask, and it's going to have questions and sentences that people are typing into Google. So if you capture 
what those questions and ideas are, all of a sudden, you know, hey, my audience is actually looking for this content. Then there's a tool that also puts this on steroids called vidIQ. So you mm -hmm. take any keyword in your niche, you put it in, it'll show you all the searches for content on YouTube videos in that niche, how many people search for it, how much competition there is. And then you can just select from that list and get your 12 content ideas for the conversation, save them in a spreadsheet, have someone there with those list of questions. They ask you the questions and you just go ahead and share your expertise on each of those topics. And that's how you get relevant content ideas and know, hey, my audience is actually looking for this information. Yeah. So you just shared a lot of really powerful and really valuable information and it came fast and furious. And so number one, I want to reiterate the fact I haven't stated it yet. So I'm stating it for the first time. We, this is a podcast. We, we, uh, you can play this over and over and over again. You're obviously listening to this or watching the video right now. So press rewind and listen again to what Az just laid out because it's really important and really valuable. Now, what he's doing is sort of explaining how the sausage is made and, and his is a do it for you service so that you don't have to do that work. But there's some really valuable marketing lessons in what he was talking about. Number one, the idea that the search engines in this case, the way that people are searching on the video platforms, YouTube, um, the, the search engines can generate the content ideas for you. You don't have to come to the table with a million content ideas. You can use a tool like vidIQ, which is going out and telling you what are the most popular searches and what that allows you to do is put ideas, put content in front of people that you know they're looking for because they're searching for it. So it's, we, I've often heard the expression, and I think it's true that, that YouTube is the second most popular search engine. People don't think of YouTube as a search engine, but it is. Google, of course, is the big one, but people are going all the time to YouTube searching for information and you're sort of uh, figuring out how to find those people, find what they're talking about and use that as the basis for coming up with, with topics. Really powerful and valuable tip. Yeah, and the intent of someone on those search platforms is to find content. That's what they're actively looking for. So when you can take a shortcut and go, I know my audience is looking to solve this problem or to understand this strategy or to learn about this, and you mm -hmm. curate content, one, you position yourself to actually get ranked on those platforms and come up in the searches, but two, you're actually directly addressing their problems, which makes you from an expert standpoint seem like you're capable of delivering solutions to them, which is goes a long way on the, the business side of what you do with content. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, uh, you and I were talking before, and I'm a big believer in email marketing and uh, believe that email marketing should be part of the mix. You're focusing for your clients on social media posts, short video shorts, YouTube, uh, uh, TikTok, uh, the, the Facebook, LinkedIn, I imagine, and and not so much on creating email. That said, how do you think that the 
content that you're creating can aid somebody who decides that they are also committed to email, not just the social platforms. I think every business should have email marketing. It's the best way to complement your content strategy. You have a new piece of content that's out on the feeds. How do you get engagement from an audience that already has a relationship with you? You send that value out to your list in mm -hmm. line with all the uh, automation that you've got in place. So you instantly give that content traction because they're going to react to it. They might comment on it, which tells the algorithm, hey, people want to see this content. They're responding to it. We're going to push it up, show it to more people. So if you use this strategy in line with email, you can get very high performing content, which just accelerates and lifts all the boats with the process. So I'm a big advocate of email marketing. We use it in our agency. So it absolutely supports and backs up everything that you're doing and puts it on steroids. Yeah. And, and it's also about finding the right content ideas. So if you want to write the, uh, a longer form story powered email from time to time, the things that you're doing is shorts, the content that you're putting out there in a short 30 second video or, or something like that, or a short written post, you can expand upon as a longer email and the idea generation is all being done through this process that you already have in place. Absolutely. I think the great thing is once you've got a topic, <clears throat> there's so many different routes that you can extend it. And long form content to me is accelerating the relationship with your audience because short form is a micro dose of value, whereas mm -hmm. long form is a longer session. So when people spend more time, whether that's listening to you on a podcast for 20 minutes, reading an in-depth email or blog post piece of value, what it does is it increases trust transference. And when you move someone's trust transference, they're further along the decision-making timeline in terms of whether they would want to engage you professionally, refer to you, be an advocate. So I think long form has a very important place in accelerating the results mm -hmm. that by built, by getting on the radar with short form content. Sure, sure. So you talked about, uh, or we talked about the fact that this is a, a 90 minute or so process for the client. And when a client engages you to provide this service, are you meeting with them on a regular basis? Once a month, you go through it, you rinse and repeat a month later, and then again, a month later, or do you sometimes take bigger bites and meet less frequently? How does that all work? At this stage, it's monthly, just so we can lean on what content ideas are relevant and fresh and trending over the last 30 days. And it's a platform like this. We use Google Meet because it goes into Google Drive, makes it easier with the repurposing mm -hmm. steps. And they just show up. We usually recommend they record on their iPhone because you get highest quality resolution and it's already in short form format. If you set it up in portrait mode, they might do a couple of outfit changes if they want to change up their look. But they show up. Some of the sessions might be just 40 minutes, some up to 90, and have the conversation. Like I said, their part's done at that point when we stop recording. And they'll come back again in 30 days time, go through it again with a new list of ideas and topics for the conversation. So we've always got fresh, new, innovative content that we know the audience is actively searching for at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioned that you, this all began working with a bricklayer. Are there particular industries or, or uh, niches? Are you more B2B focused, B2C focused, or, or do you believe it doesn't really matter? I think when you want to introduce authority 
into your business or brand. So a lot of consultants, advisors, authors, coaches, people in that lane, this is perfect for where there's mm-hmm. a really strong argument for having content as a part of your business because it actually influences the business model. But if you're a bigger business and you want to start introducing the names and faces behind the company, which can help with trust transference, seeing the people, which can definitely help with conversion and not just seeing a business name, seeing some faces alongside that can definitely accelerate your ability to build trust and carve out a reputation and position inside your niche that other people who are not doing that and separate yourself from the pack. So I wouldn't say it's blanketed um, to one particular industry. I think advisory is probably what it's best suited for, but you mm-hmm. can certainly leverage it in any business where you want to separate yourself from all the noise. Yep. Beautiful. And if somebody wants to learn more about you and dabble in this a little bit, learn your process, and then ultimately get started with you, where should they go? What uh, What will they find on your website? Yeah, contentonly.au, we give away the system for free. So we accept that 95% or more of people are not going to come work with us in the agency capacity. So we give away the steps. So if you go there, you can download the entire model and you can set it up for yourself, which is a little bit more time heavy getting it all up and running. But once you've got the systems in place, it's ready to go. And then people who are at that stage where it makes more sense for them in their business development to just put it into a set and forget solution. They talk to us, but we give away the system for free and want everyone just to create content that makes the newsfeed a better place. So you can go get access to that anytime. And we update it if any of the processes and steps change as the social media landscape evolves. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, by the way. First of all, it's very generous. Second of all, it's very confident. So there's a big lesson for agencies in what you're doing and what you just said. You said, come to my website we give away the process. We'll tell you exactly what we do. And and I've seen it. I visited your site and you describe how you do it. You describe the steps, uh, everything. You mentioned the tool vidIQ for the search um, engine and understanding the search intent. And all of that is mapped out. And then you basically pose the question to the business people who, who go there. Do you want to do this yourself? Or would you like to hire somebody who has mastered this process and knows how to do it? And you're right. It might be a, a huge percentage of people who at least at first, <laughs> at first say, oh, I'll, I'll do it myself. But eventually, I think every business person realizes that, that, that in order to scale effectively, focus on the things that you're best at doing and outsource those things to others who can do it more quickly and more effectively for you. Yeah, it's an investment of additional dollars, but ultimately it helps your business scale. So I encourage anyone who's listening to go to the site, to check out the process, figure out what you learn. You're going to learn valuable, valuable business lessons from it, and then decide, do we want to hire as an as team to do this for uh, for us? Or would we like to try to do it ourselves? I think it's a great approach and and I encourage anyone who's listening or watching to go and check it out. As do you have any parting uh, words, any thoughts, anything that people need to know that you haven't been able to share with us yet? I think when it comes to content, it's about just getting on the field. It's, especially if you haven't really started down that path, everyone's got the same fears, doubts, insecurities, and it's okay to not be great when you're beginning. It's like, any new pursuit, you go to the gym and you haven't been for two years, the weights are going to be heavy, you're going to feel sore the next day, you're probably going to want to quit. Content's the same thing. 
with time, you get better, you get more confident, you get feedback about what your audience responds to, what they don't respond to, but you'll never know why you're a spectator. So get on the field and let the content be part of the journey. People seeing your growth evolution as a business or a brand, because if you show up authentically, which is step number one, and you document as you go, you're going to separate yourself from all the people that aren't posting content. You're going to be unique, which will attract clients that align with your values. And you're going to create a business model that gives you a lot of Zen and congruency into the future with who actually comes and works with you versus the other businesses that aren't doing content and are just tracking people from all sorts of corners of the earth and haven't used a repel attract strategy where the ones that aren't a fit choose to go somewhere else because they just don't align. So get on the field, start creating content and a model like this can be a really good way to dip your toe in the water efficiently and effectively. Beautiful. Beautiful. As I greatly appreciate it, we're going to share all the links that to uh, content only so that people can find these resources, unpack the process, and then connect with you if and when they're ready to have you deliver the service for them. So thank you very much. I'm greatly appreciative of your insight and your time with us today. I think you're providing a valuable service and uh, you, you shared some great, great insights. So again, everybody press rewind, especially the one part that I mentioned in the middle. It was really great stuff. So as thank you again. And if you liked what you heard or what you saw today, please go wherever you, you get your favorite podcast, Apple, Google, wherever it may be, Spotify, and give that five-star review and write down what it was that you like about this podcast because that's, uh, that is about sharing a gift. That's about letting other people know that you found value in something and sharing that value. So, so please give that five-star review and spread the gift if you found this valuable for yourself. And then if you want more information about how to create powerful content that attracts clients and does not repel prospects, go to Story Power Marketing, where we have free resources. You can sign up for the email list on uh, uh, storypowermarketing.com. And as one more time, thank you very much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you all for listening or watching. We'll see you down the road on the Story Power Marketing Show. Thanks, Tom. It was lovely chatting with you. for listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com resources where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.